If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox, YouTube fans, we are back in the studio, me and Kev, and we're here to talk to you guys about our most underrated Oof. players in Let's the NFL. Let's get um, it. So this could be some of your favorite lists. Some of you guys might not like this list. Uh, make sure you guys tell us below in those comments. Before we get into the episode, Kev, everybody go and subscribe to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you listen to your stuff. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a nice review. If you can do that on Apple, please and thank you. We appreciate it. But let's get in it, Kev. I know that there's a couple of underrated guys that you wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but my first one's actually going to be a receiver, so I'm sure you're happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I think this guy's really underrated. And he's definitely not anywhere near like a superstar or anything like that. But he was always a number two or a number three option in the wide receiver room. But he's played up to that one position many, many different times. And that's Marvin Jones. And I know you, you're a big fan of Marvin Jones. Going to Jacksonville, I feel like he's going to kind of have decent expectations, especially if they're going to get a Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. You guys could check out all of our draft content with Since the Sandbox on our podcast and in other YouTube videos. Back to Marvin Jones, guys. I feel like he's a serious difference maker, and he really could be just getting into his prime right now and getting an opportunity to be a number one, a veteran guy with, with a lot of experience. You know, I, I feel like he's really one of the more underrated players in the NFL. Yeah, I like that pick too, and I think as far as the fit in Jacksonville, I think it's good too because, like you said, if, if everything goes right, we're assuming they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. They already got two decent receivers in, in Chark and, and Chenault. So I think Marvin Jones, like you said, gives them someone who can step in and play the number one role because as, as sure. much as I like Chark and Chenault, like none of them, Stand I wouldn't consider them, yeah, like they're, like they're good. You know what I mean? They're good yeah. guys to have if you have a number one. And I think that's what Marvin Jones can bring to the table. And it mm -hmm. also gives Joe Burrow a veteran guy who has playoff experience, has been in the league. So I think it's just a good fit, and I like that too because I think you know his time on Detroit. Obviously, he was very good. Definitely flew under the radar just because the Lions are a, are a dumpster fire as an organization. But it is what it is. But obviously, you know me. I also have a receiver on my list. So do, I'll, I do have I do have a defensive guy on my list wow. too. Surprisingly, only one receiver. I mean, it's a guy who to all the loyal listeners, I gave a spoiler alert about. Earlier in the week, Kev can't talk about um, loyalties. A Pat and a Bills fan, Miami Dolphin <laughs> wide receiver Devonte Parker, and I love this okay. guy. And not that I think he's, I mean, yes, I do think he's underrated, but I also like think it's mostly because of the quarterback situation there. You know, in True. the past years, I mean, really injury too. Besides a young, young, young Ryan Tannehill, he really hasn't had a great quarterback. You know what I mean? And Tannehill wasn't even the quarterback he was when he was in Miami. You know what I mean? Sure. He was still young and figuring it out. So I just think he hasn't had good luck with quarterbacks. And like we talked about, they're putting the eggs in the tool basket. So if that does end up working out. I expect to see Devontae Parker emerge as a serious threat. And, you know, a guy who's talked about as that top, you know, 15, 20 wide receiver week in and week out because I think he has the ability. I just think he hasn't had the opportunity, and that's why I think he's underrated. Yeah. Kev, somebody that I wanted to talk about, and this is someone that you're a big fan of, and I'm sure a lot of you fantasy guys um, have streamed this guy in and out of your lineup, and it's that other tight end with the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's Dallas Goddard. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of talking about him for years, you know, being a guy that you can trust at that tight end position. 
And now it's the time. You know, Zach Ertz's contract is getting to be too much money. And it's Dallas Garter time. And hopefully him and Jalen uh, Hurts, your guy over there, they build a good rapport so they can have some, some sort of a good connection, especially when it comes down to the end zone. And I don't know what the Eagles are going to do as far as the wide receiver position goes. Hopefully they invest in that once the draft comes around. But I, I really do like Dallas Garter. I like his potential to catch 10 catches. I do think that staying staying on the field is definitely a problem of his. Uh, I think he definitely has some injury history. But I usually don't say too many good things about Philadelphia Eagles, but I'll definitely say that Dallas Garter was a, an underrated player. Yeah, another team we talked about earlier in the week, and we said, like, we don't know what they're doing. They're in between, you know, rebuilding and trying to stay a contender. But I think if there is one good thing they have going for them, it's the tight end position because you've had Ertz for so long, and now you're sliding in a guy who's, pretty much Jack Hurts 2.0 in Philly, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely one of the good things they got going for them. Quarterbacks, obviously, still a question mark, but another thing that hopefully will work out for them. But besides, I mean, again, besides Goddard, that's that's really the only good thing they have going there. And you're right, I mean, his ability to go out and be a guy that can catch 10 catchers is definitely, definitely, you know, reasonable. I think he's definitely that talented to do so. So love that pick. And um, But that leads me into my second guy, and this is a guy who – Maybe night might not be on a lot of people's underrated list, but again, when we talk about running backs in the league, I feel like we always Ooh, a running back. Yeah, we always uh, Nick Chubb. You know, what I mean, I'll just go on and say it because <laughs> I feel like again, when we talk about like the best running backs in the league, we talk about the Saquon, we talk about Zeke Elliott, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. But okay. again, like like I said, um. With Busevic, not saying like this guy's better than any of those guys, but he's right there with them, and he's a guy again when healthy. Like we see what he does for the Browns. They had the you know arguably the best running back play in all of football this year with him and um, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. So I mean, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy puts up numbers. Like yeah. I mean, like he is their offense right now. Like it's it's Nick Chubb. It's Nick Chubb's time, and I just feel like a lot of people underestimate him when it comes to the conversation of best running backs in Lee because of all the stop power, you know, even McCaffrey too, like he's another one. So you know what I mean? I feel like there's like six, seven, even eight running backs that people talk about ahead of Nick Chubb and rightfully so. But again, Nick Chubb's one of those guys that I think gets less of the spotlight than a lot of these guys when he deserves just as much. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that, Kevin. To go into my last one, um, this is also going to be a defender, and that's Brian Burns. So mm-hmm. me and Lou are always so high on that Carolina young defense, and the reason why is because they got guys like Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown that come in and making an impact on their rookie contract, guys that haven't even scratched their prime yet. So that's why very important um, that Carolina gets that quarterback position all figured out because they have McCaffrey. They have a great wide receiver room. Their offensive line can get better. But they already have defensive studs that can win football games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the fact that nobody knows who Brian Burns is and he's had multiple double-digit sack seasons, this pass rusher is going to significantly impact the Carolina Panthers' defense and opposing offenses in that NFC South for years to come. Mm-hmm. Great one. Yeah, so my <laughs> my third one is also a defender, surprisingly. Nice I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of you probably weren't expecting that out of me. But I had to be a little biased when it came to this one. So 
Got the new sheriff in town for the New England Pats secondary. It's not Stephon Gilmore. It's J.C. Jackson. And oh, snap. I love this kid. I mean, honestly, and I feel like as far as, you know, for most of our lifetime, like the Pats have always had at least like one or two like studs in the, in the, in the defensive backs. You know what I mean? Whether it was a safety or a cornerback, whoever. And I feel like J.C. Jackson's the next guy up. And I feel like it gives us a little bit of leverage because I feel like he's going to step into – that Stephon Gilmore role, not that he's as good as him yet, but I feel like he's a guy that you can throw on a lot of teams' number one receivers, and he's going to do a good job covering them, you know what I mean? Yeah, With yeah. the exception of a few, obviously, guys like D-Hop, they're going to get theirs either way, but J.C. Jackson's solid in coverage, and I think he's a great piece to build on for that Pat secondary because obviously we know Gilmore is getting up there in age, and, and we're not sure about his time with the Pats nowadays. Mm-hmm. It, it changes every day what he wants to do. Right. So if he does you know, jump ship or if we do decide to part ways with him, at least we know J.C. Jackson can slide in and give us you know, at least some some good light in the, in the secondary. Yeah. No, I hear that. And that's not a bad one, Kev. I'm a big fan of J.C. Jackson, honestly. And I, even though I'm not a Patriots fan, I <sighs> definitely respect it when uh, – when I could see a good player, and he made a lot of plays, and I mean, he almost had double-digit interceptions, so we can't let that go exactly. unnoticed. Um, and who's who knows? Maybe the Patriots will trust him as their number one cornerback going forward. But guys, make sure you check out our podcast. Give us that five-star review. Go and check out all the other episodes we had going this week. We got the uh, NBA underrated players. We talked about our reactions to the NBA trade deadline. We also had some NF- other NFL talks, so go and check that out. Go to sandbox.net to rock your favorite Since the Sandbox merch and support your favorite podcast. And guys, if it ain't five stars, we don't want it. We don't want it. Peace out, guys.